welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we'll be talking about the films Penguins of Madagascar, Hunger Games, Monkey J Part 1, and the 2014 AFI and Song of the Sea. Right now, I'm talking with my wonderful co-host, Brianna, on the, upco- the upcoming film, Monkey J Part 1. How are you doing, Brianna? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Fantastic. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about the synopsis of this film? Oh, big word. Well, not really, but anyway, new word, <laughs> word. <laughs> this, um, this story, it's, it's, it's not a trilogy, but it's kind of a trilogy. So this is the third one out of four. Obviously, it's part one. Uh, it continues with Katniss Everdeen and Peter Millard, played by Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutcherson. I'm so glad that I get to talk about him and be on topic. <laughs> oh, we need They both, they... I mean, in their own ways, they play big roles and big parts in the lives of everyone. I mean, um, Hamish and um, basically District 13. Like, that's that's really what their main focus is on. And so they want to unite and save and bring together, or whatever you want to use. The, they want to take down the Capitol and build up District 13 because it's kind of been obliterated. So that's basically what that is. And might I say, for someone who hasn't read the books, any of them, I have to say, I am enjoying the series. So, that should tell you something. I'm sorry, I have to put it out there, describe the elephant in the room. But, I have to do that. But, it was was a great film, I enjoyed it. So, let's talk about the main thing about this, the actors and and performances in this film. What did you think about how these actors portrayed, well, I'm going to say, iconic roles in this um, book series? Of course you would. Um, at, like, the beginning of the film, I feel as though it was very intense, a little bit too intense for my taste, just right at the beginning. I do feel as though, um, action and, like, things should start picking up fairly soon. I mean, I feel like the first maybe 15 to 20 minutes were kind of slow, but I get that, I understand that, but I feel like the first maybe four to five seconds of it, like, the actual like Katniss and in the event I feel like she was too not too intense but I feel like it was very intense and I just wasn't I wasn't ready for that emotionally (laughs) if that makes any sense so um, I'm not saying that it was bad I'm just saying that I think she could have toned it down a little bit Um, as for the acting in the rest of the film uh, Katniss oh well I can't say your name um, Jennifer Lawrence did an amazing job. Um, she, I feel like she portrayed her character very well. Like, throughout Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and the Mocking J Part 1, she has transformed so much. I mean, in the first one, she was this girl that just wanted to save her, her sister and her mother, and in District 12, she just wanted to stay in that realm. And then in, in the second one, it was more of a... Uh, staying alive, part two, yeah. um, and helping other people. And then I think in this one, it's more of 
destroying the capital and helping more people. So I feel like she evolves very well. And Peta, <laughs> um, the little amount that he was on screen, I'm, oh, not yeah. saying that, I'm not saying that he should have been on the screen more. I'm just, I love his character because every time he was on the screen, um, it changed something. It, like, it was very intense and very emotional every time he was on screen. So. Agreed. Uh, on screen is actually literally on screen in the film. If, if you've seen the film, you, you understand that reference. But I totally agree. Also, I have to mention wonderful performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was surprised that he was in the film for the whole entire, for pretty much majority of the film. It was a great performance by him. So shout out to um, Hoffman for that. It was a great performance. And also Julian Moore. I mean, I loved her in, the, in this performance. She was amazing in this movie. Yeah, she was. <laughs> yeah, if I have to say that. If I have to. So I have to ask, of course, ask this question. If you are not a fan of the book, I enjoyed it, even though I haven't read the book, but what if people who have not read the book or haven't had any connection with the series, could they still enjoy this film? Um, I, okay, if you do not watch this, the first two, you will be completely lost. Yeah. Completely. You will not be able to follow along with anything. So... I don't think that people... I'm not saying that people that don't watch... I don't read the book can't watch the movie. Because, I mean, people do that all the time. Yes. But I just don't think you can't watch the first two and then totally understand the, the third one. I mean, and I think that goes for every film. Like you, not, every, not every film in the world, but yes. for, this, for this series, I don't think you can just watch one and get it. To fully enjoy, you have to watch the other films. True, true. Yes. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and today we're talking about the films Penguins of Madagascar, Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, and the 2014 AFI Fest and Song of the Sea. Right now, I was talking with Brianna on how the performances in this film were amazing, and you don't have to generally, if you want to fully enjoy the film, you have to see the previous films to fully enjoy this wonderful movie. So, back to talking about Mockingjay, what would you think about, well, the sense of revolution in this film? I mean, how, how the story really has progressed, and what do you think this may this might take the story of this film? Well, it has, I mean, just like the character of Katniss, she is transformed and progressed throughout uh, the three films, and I'm sure she will progress and transform much more in the fourth film. Um, as for the storyline, since I've read the books and um, thoroughly enjoyed them, I I would say that they they change and they they go in different directions. Um, uh, some at some point in time, but I don't think there is a big like oh my gosh what just happened. But for me, it, like everything that I see on screen does not surprise me because I've read the books, so I'm kind of <laughs> a little bit biased. Because I've read the books, but um, it, like even if you have read the books, I feel like when you're watching the film, you're very like certain things just just take you off guard. I mean, even though even though you knew it was going to happen, you're like, "Whoa, that was great!" Because of the way the actors perform their scenes. So, I mean, as for the storyline, I feel like it progresses and it transforms very well. It doesn't go to a bad route because <laughs> obviously I've read the books. Well, I totally agree. Same thing here. I adore comic book films, and yet since I have read the comic books, I know what's pretty much going to happen, but it's still, it's fun to see my characters 
be put on screen, and it's amazing. So, most of this movie is said to be underground, but what do you think about the cinematography in this film? It was very clear. Like, clear, clear. <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that as a bad thing, because although most of the things were, most of the shots were underground, they, it, it wasn't like, oh, this shot is underground, I'm just not going to pay attention to it. It was, um, the things that they created, like, their, their, co- their not, not the costumes, well, I guess I could say costumes, like, their costumes and wardrobe and, and their props and the things around them were very interesting and you want to look at them and then you, 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 and then once you looked at that, you looked at the detail and how much, how much effort was put into it and the clarity of it. So, even though most of this film is underground, a lot of it is not. And when and when it's not underground, it's very. It, if it okay, I'm going to say this. If it wasn't underground, it was an emotional scene. And if you if you've watched the film or if you're going to watch the film after, you're going to understand me because I mean the first time she was out from under the ground, it was to go to District 12. And that was a very emotional and a very intense scene. I mean, there was no yelling, there was no screaming, I mean, and she basically said, she didn't say many words, but just the visual, the visuals and the cinematography and making everything clear and, and the way it was supposed to be was, was phenomenal. And since you brought up the intensity of that scene, which, again, I was surprised to see, what would you say about the age range for this film? Uh, the age range... I would put is 13 to 18 because I wouldn't do anything under that because, I mean, there is obviously killing and um, there's shots fired. And, and, I mean, that scene alone would would um, validify, valid, uh, <laughs> lost my wording, would make it okay. <laughs> I can't find better wording would make it okay for 13 and older to see it. I feel as though the whole family would like it, um, but definitely 13 to 18. I think the word you're looking for is validify? Yes! There you go. A little birdie told me that. (laughs) Well, uh, also, how many stars do you give this film? I give it 4 out of 5 stars, and I know that a lot of people are surprised that I don't give it 5 out of 5, but I have the little nicks and crannies, like the first scene was a lot of... I mean, it's like... When I watched it, it was like, oh, this is a great film, but it wasn't like I'm going to watch it over and over again. Yeah. Same here. I, when I saw the trailer, I was a diehard fan. Like, I have to see uh-huh. it now. But it's still a great film, and I'm glad, we, I'm glad we were able to talk about it very much, Brianna. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. For a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases, get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Your hosts, all eight of them, have been selected by Kids First as film critics through a national competition. Each week, they will preview new movies before you see them, walk the red carpet with the stars, and will review the latest DVDs. Our hosts range from ages 7 to 14 to give you a wider kid's perspective. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. The longer you listen, the later it 
it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Hopeton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we have just finished speaking about The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. We are talking about The Penguins of Madagascar and AFI Fest and The Song of the Sea. So right now we are speaking with Samantha about the Penguins of Madagascar. Thank you for joining us today, Samantha. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Thanks for asking. So I have seen this film and I absolutely loved it. So can you please tell us the storyline? Well, the storyline is basically um, these three penguins that you have seen other, they have their own TV shows and they're in Madagascar. Um... And they basically just go on an adventure, and um, an evil villain that all movies have <laughs> comes and tries to take away and um, tries to take away and ruin basically zoos all around the world. So they team up with another team called the North Wind and try to fight him. That basically sums it up. I mean, when you said before, like basic, like basically every film has a. Um, villain. It's like, a lot of the animated films definitely have a villain, and then, I mean, obviously the live-action ones do, too, but it's like, more live-action films are like, a, a, a battle with yourself, and a battle with authority, and a battle with, like, actual, um, actual people and characters, but with, with this type of thing, it's like there is an actual villain that no one likes. So it's it's cool to see that live action and animation have their different quirks. So Samantha, what is your favorite scene in this film? Well, my favorite scene in this film would have to be when they are um when they are um teaming up with the other team and they are like sharing their plans to take down the evil villain because um i thought that was very funny and how they how you could see the difference between the penguins and the other team with all the cool gadgets and stuff yeah it's like oh continue um and i thought that was really funny and it was cool to see the different comparisons because that was the part of the movie where you really got to see like they're really different yeah, I mean, in one of the scenes when they were making plans, like, they were kind of having a plan off, um, the penguins had this very simple, very to-the-point plan, and then the, uh, west, uh, I forgot. The north wind. Yes, the north wind. See, I get my directions all messed up. But the north wind, uh, is had this elaborate, very, very futuristic-y type type of plan, and then, I mean, obviously, they, they, in the eyes of us, they surpass that. They surpass what the penguins have done. 
So, what about the animation? Because obviously this film is in animation. I saw it in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? Um, yes, I did. And I thought that the fact that it was in 3D, it was very, it was, I think it would be much cooler than 2D because since it was an action film, there was a lot of things happening and it was like fighting and, um, like flying around and it was just a lot of things happening. So you got to see like, um, things coming your way and everything popping out and then moving back in. And it was really cool. And I thought like if you would see it in 2D, you wouldn't get the full effect. That's true, because when when a film has more action, it's like more things to like keep up keep up with. Like your eyes are going from here to here to here. So I think it's better with 3D because it's not only are you seeing it just on a blank screen, you're also seeing it come at you and retreat and, and things like that. So I definitely think it's more interesting. Uh, Samantha, what is your favorite character? I mean, who is your favorite character? Um, my favorite character would have to be, um, Private, one of the penguins, because I feel like in the film, you kind of could see him, like, progress from, like, kind of, kind of, um, like, the little cute one that always got, like, the last say in things, and then you can kind of see him, like, progress into more, I guess, mature, it's funny to say that about a penguin, but <laughs> I, mean, I, I really liked his character, especially in this movie. Yeah, I it, the first scene that we we get to like see him in a sense when he gets cracked out of the egg. That is the most adorable scene to me because it's like, oh, they're all babies. He's a baby. It's so cute. And then everyone, I mean, and Christopher Knight, who plays Private. I, things plays him perfectly because he has that sort of innocence and sort of um like oh why won't anyone he tries to stand up for himself but he just can't so i totally understand that you're listening to the voice america kids network i'm your host brianna hope and you're listening to voice america kids and today we are talking about penguins of madagascar and the afi fest and the song of the sea so right now, let's continue speaking with the wonderful Samantha about Penguins of Madagascar. And we were just speaking about the little private, I mean, yeah, private voice of Christopher Knights and how he is, um, he grows throughout the film. So, Samantha, how about the comments? Because I'm not, okay, when I say comments, I mean, what was the first things that went through your mind as you saw the film? Well, the second I saw it, how they kind of give a backstory, I automatically knew it would be different because um, when you saw them in the Madagascar movie and they also had their own TV show, you just kind of saw them in their action um, for which they're portrayed as. They're portrayed as like action fighting penguins. Um, so I knew it was going to be different from when I saw that they gave a backstory. And that's something I knew I liked automatically because I like when movies kind of show a different side of the characters. And um, another thing that went through my mind was that when when it kind of went from um, when they were babies to automatically like grown-up penguins, mm -hmm. I kind of knew that something was going to happen um, because I just felt like they gave you the backstory so that you can see so that you can see the difference between then and now. Yeah, I I love the part when 
I mean, because obviously, if you've seen Madagascar and if you've seen anything in the realm of these characters and and the zebra and the lion and and the penguins, obviously, you. I mean, if you like it or not, it's cool to see a different aspect of one of the characters or a few to, few of the characters. So when they grew up, and it's like here was the future for them. It had a part of another movie which I really liked because it was like that film intertwined with another film, which was an end of another film. So I really liked how they all kind of complemented each other. What is one thing in this film that stood out to you the most? The one thing that stood out was um, had to be when they met the other team because it's it's cool how. The film was already different from the start, and when they brought another character, um, more characters in, it was like, wow. I mean, that just set off like a totally different direction for the movie. Yeah, it's nice that it's not only the four penguins, and then that's it, and it's their life story that has no meaning. <laughs> yeah. So, what is the age? Well, what age range do you give this film? Well, I would give this film um, a six-year-old to thirteen. Because it was just, it did have action, and it was funny, and um, some of the jokes in the movie were not, like, too, were not um, bad for young kids. But I feel that mo- the majority of the jokes were um, a little bit, like, the, some kids might not understand it. They were still funny, but I don't think any kids under six would actually understand it. Yeah, like the jokes about like Hallie bury them, or, or I mean, like with the name usage, like how they use famous celebrities and famous um, actors and actresses in the film. Like a lot of younger kids won't understand that. They're like, "Why is everyone laughing? I don't understand." So I, I definitely get that. Get your age range for it. And how many stars do you give this film? Well, I would have to say four out of five stars. And why is that? Um, because this movie was great, but I just don't think that when I saw the Penguins of Madagascar was going to come out another movie, I was expecting something a little bigger than what this was. Um, I know this was great and everything, but I just was kind of expecting, like, something different from the Penguins and not just, like, the action fighting selves. I don't know, I just felt like it's been a long time since you actually seen something from them. So I was expecting kind of a big yeah. comeback. Yeah, because when it's all of this time passes and you're expecting, like, well, that we, I haven't heard from them or, or seen any of their most recent movies in a while, so I'm expecting them to, like, like, wow, they did this and that and the other thing. So I definitely, I definitely understand that. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about the penguins of Madagascar. You're very welcome. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Penguins of Madagascar is in theaters on November 26th, so please check that out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Join us 
us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Let's talk soon. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, you are Real tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Brianna Lopiton, and you're listening to The Voice America Kids. And today we have just been interviewing to Samantha about Penguins of Madagascar, and we are now talking about Penguins of Madagascar, and later we will be talking about AFI Fest and the Song of the Sea. So right now we are speaking with Haley about Penguins of Madagascar. Thank you for joining us today, Haley. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fabulous and fantastic. Thank you for asking. So, I, as I said before, I've seen this film and I thought it was very cute and it was very, very funny. So, can you please tell us the storyline? Well, this movie is about three penguins that grow up together, find another penguin that hatches from an egg, and they become best friends. They go on all their adventures together as a team. But, you know the youngest one, Private? Um, he tries to be the best one and... He wants to be important to the team. And then later on, an evil villain named David captures them for revenge. But they don't seem to remember him. He, he used to be the main attraction in many zoos. 
And so the penguin showed up, and then they, he, they basically just stole his glory. They got rescued by this new elite team called the North Wind, who claimed that they're the best at rescuing helpless animals. But, you know, in the end, the penguins proved their loyalty over the North Wind, so I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> that was a very, very nice summary of that film. <laughs> Thank you. The best part of this film, out of what you said, is the fact that they, the fact that they have loyalty. And I feel like loyalty is a very important part to anything. And, and, and what you said before about being a part of the team, everyone wants to be a part of a team. Everyone wants to feel needed and, and appreciated. So I, I understand Private's voice of Christopher Knight's, um, I understand his need and yearn. <laughs> so how was the music in this film? The music was really good. It like it it had the right music at the right time, which made the story go along, so I liked it. Yeah, I like the parts when um like some of the scenes the music was playing and the characters had no idea, just like every other film. It's like, okay, there's background music, but the characters themselves don't know it's there. And then in some scenes, the music was playing, and they're like, where's this music coming from? And then some of the music, they like they commanded someone to play for them. So I thought that was really cool that in some scenes, the music was unheard to, but for everyone but the audience. And then in some scenes, everyone heard it. I mean, the characters, the audience, everyone. So I thought that was pretty cool. So... Who is your favorite character? Well, I mostly like all characters because they each have a personality, but I also like Private because he's cute and, you know, he wanted to be an important part of the team, which I like. I like your personality. <laughs> You're very optimistic and and positive about things. Thank you. <laughs> How is the pace of the film? Because... I thought that in some moments it was it, it was slow and in some moments it was really fast, but I felt overall it was a very good pace. How about you? I think um, it was slow at the right moments, like um, um, different time periods in the movie when um, something intense is happening. It just had a right flow to it. That is a very good answer. Um, sometimes I lose my words and I say something that I completely don't understand what I'm saying, so I'm glad that you know what you're saying. How is the teamwork between the characters? Because we have Northwind, who is an elite group of people, and then we have the Penguins of Madagascar, who think of themselves as elite group of people. So how do you think their teamwork with each other and the teamwork with between the two groups is? Well, I think the Northwind has more gadgets and they calculate their um, ideas more than the penguins do because the penguins have a more simpler plan and they just go for it no matter what happens to them and that's what makes them a good team because um, they uh, follow good orders and um, each person has a specific job throughout the whole movie. Unlike the North one who actually s stick to a specific plan and if it doesn't work they go back to their planning house and they do it over which wastes a lot of time because the world could be at stake by now. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Because sometimes I think that simpler is better. Having a simple plan and, and knowing where you're starting and where you're ending and how you're going to get there can, is, 
can be as simple as possible and you can still get the job done. I'm not saying that everything has to be simple. Some things have to challenge you. But in some instances, it's like it's good to be simple because you get the job done faster. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are talking about Penguins of Madagascar and the AFI Fest and the Song of the Sea. So right now let's continue speaking with Haley about Penguins of Madagascar. And we were just speaking about how um, the North Wind the North Wind's plan was very elaborate and detailed and it had a lot of twists and turns in it, and the Penguins plan was simple. And it was to the point, and it had a purpose. How is the animation and and the cinematography, and how are the visuals in this film? It really made the story come alive because most of the time I I forgot that um since it was also in three D, I forgot that this was animation. Um, it really looked super real realistic, so I really liked it. It was very cool. Yeah, sometimes that happens. It's like, it's so, like, the animation is so real and, and so detailed. It's like, are these real people? <laughs> or is this an animation? And then I feel like that's when you know that our technology has gone so far from when it started. So, Haley, if you could be any character in this film, who would you be and why? It doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite character, but who do you see yourself as? Hmm... Question. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think I would be I think I would be like maybe one of the North Wind because I'm good at calculating if I can say so myself. And also <laughs> I think I'm a good leader too. So I think I would be in the North Wind. See, that's good that you know your strengths and weaknesses. Because I'd be like, um, I'm a rock. <laughs> I have rocks. <laughs> like, that would be me. So, in this film, there's a lot of comedy. Like, like in every scene, there is some sort of comedic gesture and comedic timing. So, how do you think the voice actors did with the comedy and the actual props and things that you saw comedically? How do you think the comedy was in this film? I think the comedy was outstanding, and also there was a lot of adult humor, so during the whole movie, more of the adults were laughing than the kids, so I thought it was really funny, and also it was just like a funny movie, because the Penguins, like every show that they're in, they always have a bunch of comedy, because that's just their personalities. Yeah, I mean, they have very quick minds, and they can think of things on the spot, and I think that's... If, if I can say this, a, a kind of a recipe to a very, very good comedian because you can think on your feet and you can, you can learn how to, how to do certain things. Even though they had a script, they made it seem as though they were thinking on their feet. So what is the age range to this film, or what do you think the age range to this film is? I think the age range is 8 through 18 because it has, like I said earlier, more of adult humor, and maybe some kids won't understand it as well, so, but it was really funny overall. Sam, I'm glad you thought that at least some of it was funny, and how many stars do you give this film out of five? I give it a five out of five dazzling stars. This <laughs> was great. I really liked it. It was really fun and hilarious. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, this 
I didn't think I would laugh as much as I would. I, I didn't think I would laugh as much as I did. I thought it would be just one of those movies like, oh, this is their backstory. It's going to be a little bit calmer than what what we're used to so that we know why they're like this. But it was very upbeat and very funny. So were there any messages or morals? Because you did say it in the beginning, like teamwork and loyalty. and I believe the moral of the story is that your appearance on the outside shouldn't matter. It's who you really are on the inside that counts, baby. Oh, so that was adorable. That was adorable. <laughs> I I do feel like a lot of people should understand that, that appearances are everything because, like, our society today is like, oh, my gosh, she's so pretty, or oh, my gosh, that's so nice, and, and, and she looks great, and, and her clothes are great, and then you find your, I mean, and that's fine to compliment people. I mean, complimenting people gives people a nice, like, it, it puts up their spirit, but it's like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or, and then it starts to become envy, and then, you, and then you look at yourself, and you're like, why can't I be like that? So I think that everyone should understand that appearances aren't everything. Well, oh, well, Haley, sorry. Thank you so much for telling us all about Penguins of Madagascar. It's very nice to talk to you. Thank you. I had fun, too. <laughs> I'm sure you did. The Penguins of Madagascar comes out on November 26th, so please check it out. It's going to be great, and it's hilarious. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Brianna Hobiton, from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Right now, we have with us Kiefer. How are you today? Fantastic, thank you very much. Awesome. So right now we are going to be talking about the American Film Institute Festival and also Song of the Sea. So Kiefer, you went to the American Film Institute Festival and I'm so nervous because that seems like the coolest thing ever. So why don't you tell me a little bit about the festival and all of the cool things and people you saw. Well, this film festival allowed... It's pretty much a film festival to the public. So, you, so if you are a film lover... This is the place to go because 
those conversation panels with emerging artists and different kind of filmmakers, both independent and foreign filmmakers, be able to go to um, showcases where they talk about new technologies in film, and by far the largest array of variety of, of sorry, the largest variety of film I've ever seen in my life. There was only one film critic and so many films at this festival, I couldn't choose any of them. So I, I checked out a lot of conversation panels and also so many different kind of films, which was tiring. I saw like three films in like one day. And mm-hmm. So I pretty much beat the record of um, Gene Siskel. <laughs> wow, I can imagine that that's like crazy. I know even going to the Boulder Film Festival, which is like a very small film festival in comparison, um, like having to choose which films to go to and seeing oh, yeah. like two films like back to back is crazy. Um, so I think that's really amazing that you went to such a big film festival. Um, so talk to me a little bit about the people that you met and the people that you got to talk to. First of all, I need to thank all the people who helped out this event, security, the staff, the AFI members, the people who are part of this project really made this event insane. So I had to thank them so much for making this event amazing. Well, there was a Sophia Loren tribute. Yes, she was the honoree of this year's festival. Yes, and she was fantastic. Uh, I did not get to interview her, but uh, I did get to interview a the direct one of the directors and writers of Still Alice, which is a Julian Moore film about um, a woman going through Alzheimer's disease. And oh, wow. oh my gosh, it was a great event because I when we I it was a long event, and I went there and here comes um, Washed Westmoreland, one of the directors and writers, and he is pushing down the second director and writer, which was uh, Richard Glaser, and he has um, ALS. Gamer's disease. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was, in, he was unable to walk. So he was in his wheelchair, and, and um, Wash was um, pushing him down the red carpet. And I got to interview um, Wash with one question. I, well, sorry, two questions. And I asked him, "What was the scene that made, that really saw um, that really touched you in, in this film?" And he says that there was a part where uh, Julie Moore talks to the old time in this community. And a lot of the actors in there had Alzheimer's disease, and by the first take, everyone was in tears. So, and oh, he, wow. he really was passionate about the film, and it, it's a great film. I, I checked, I, I was one of the other films I checked out. And also, I saw films like Mr. <coughs> Turner, which is about J.W. Um, Turner, who was an English painter. I saw um, foreign films like Heroes. I mean, there was just so many films, it's just so little time. Mm hmm. Um, so, can you talk to me a little bit about the atmosphere of this film festival? Because I know you were saying it's more for the public. So, how did it differ from other film festivals that maybe you've been to or that you've seen on television? Well, it feels different because a lot of people there were filmmakers, and a lot, and they love film. And when I, I most of the time when I was standing in line to go check out a film, I was found myself meeting a bunch of people who love film, and it was nice because I was able to talk to them, because I can talk forever about film, and... <laughs> yes, you know. know. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's important in this business. <laughs> it was a great experience with the people I met, and the atmosphere was just very accepting atmosphere, because you didn't have to be 
this prestigious, like, high-ranking person to go see this film. You didn't have to be, you know what, you, you have to be the editor of Huffington Post to be able to come into, uh, no, <laughs> the people in here were just people who wanted to have, wanted to see a good film, whether they were filmmakers or they just wanted to see a film. I think that's very important, too, though, because when filmmakers are making these films, they're making them for, you know, the, the typical, you know, guy on the street. They're making them and for yes. the public, so I think that's really, really cool that it just incorporated, you know, your average person, because that's really who most of these films are for. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking about The Theory of Everything, The Gina Davis Event, Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street, and right now we are talking with Kiefer about the American Film Institute Festival, and I know you definitely wanted to talk about the film Song of the Sea, which I believe you saw at the festival, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? The Song of the Sea was a film done in Ireland. It's a hand-drawn animated film. I will emphasize hand-drawn because if wow. you see the animation, it's amazing. And it is, it brings back the folklore that I feel like some films are missing. Mm-hmm. It's about this bo- um, a boy and a girl who lost their mother. And the only thing you need to know about this film is there is a mythical creature called Silkies. It's an island, it's an island um, a mythical creature that is a human that's able to turn into a seal. So the mother's gone, and the father's grief, uh, grief is uh, because of the father's grief. He sends them away to he sends the two children away to his to his mother, and that's all you really need to know. And it's pretty much the journey to try to get back home to the father. But that's all you really need to know because it's a because if I tell you more, it's pretty much just going to give away everything else because mm-hmm. it is about the journey. It's a it's a it is a, it's an adventurous film, and it's something that families kids. Kids really enjoy, and that's what the director Tom Moore wanted was for kids and adults to really enjoy this folklore. Wow, I'm looking at the IMDb page right now, and the the animation looks just incredible. It looks so beautiful, and I really love that hand drawn feel, honestly, because I mean I think it's incredible what we're able to do with animation and the technology that we have. I think it's really, you know, a testament to how far we've come in the film industry. But I really miss, like, the hand-drawn personal feel that a lot of older animations, you know, used to have. And so I think that's really cool. Um, And also, I think this is awesome because I remember being really, really, really little and watching a live-action movie about... um, this, you know, sort of Irish folklore with the silkies and whatnot, and I remember, I don't even remember what the movie was called or really much that happened in it, because I think I was, like, four years old, but I just remember, like, the whole gist of the story and just absolutely loving that film, so I think it's really cool that this is now, you know, a children's film, because I don't think it was (coughs) when I watched it. (coughs) Can you talk to me a little bit about why this film stood out to you so much? Because, like you said, you saw tons of the movies. It stood out to me because one after the film we had a conversation with the director, like most of these films we saw. And that's another thing about this film festival. After the film, you get to talk to the filmmakers, and I really felt this personal connection with the audience members and the filmmakers, which is a very genuine experience. But what really stood out to me is it brought Tom Moore brought back an element that I adore because when you really look at film, a lot of the stuff that really that that kids miss is fairy tales. I remember 
I remember the Knights in Shining Armor. I remember the princes, princes, damsel in distresses, all, all that stuff. And he brought that back, not, of course, princesses and all that, but he brought back this very timeless um, storytelling that was very genuine because these characters were based off um, the stories we told. And most of the stuff you see, like there's an island about it that looks like a giant, like looks like a stone giant. That's actually a real place. Most of this place are real places on Ireland. And it, it was really a passionate storytelling about these characters. And it really got you into the culture. It got you into this very <coughs> genuine timeless folklore that will, I hopefully, will be more popular and for more families to see. So that's what really stood out to me. Yeah, I definitely miss, like, as I said, you know, the classic hand-drawn animation, but also, like, the, the folklore, which is where all storytelling essentially came from. Yeah. If you look at films, it's really just glorified storytelling, so. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what rating would you give this film? Like, how many stars and what age rating? I'll give it five out of five stars, of course, and... This is open to a lot of to a, a to all kids and adults. I it's not telling too much, but if I had to pick one, of course, it would be four to adulthood. I mean, a fourth grade teen for kids because it it does have the great animation, beautiful visuals, and wonderful culture in this film. So it's, uh, culture in this film, and even adults can enjoy it because adults can come back to when they were kids and they were told the stories of. Cinderella, dragons, or just magic in the air. And actually, a lot of this really reminded me of Spirited Away, which is a Hayao Miyazaki mm-hmm. film. And Tom Moore even said in the conversation, he really he tried to, yeah, it was a great film. <laughs> well, thank you so much for telling us all about the film festival and this movie. It sounds like an amazing experience. Um, so thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure speaking with you on the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. You can also find out how to be a part of the Kids First family and check out our blog on the Huffington Post. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, from Kids First Coming Attractions, produced by Kidstar, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. My name is Lily Marie from Bookworm. Now from the Kids Star Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 